All right, hello and welcome to the RPG Academy's Show and Tell. Uh, this is Tom, and as you all know, Show and Tell is the show where we like to bring on a cool guest to talk about something cool that they're working on. And today's cool guest is none other than sound designer, audio drama producer, Kennedy Phillips. And the cool thing that we're going to be talking about is Clutch! Exclamation point, a kobold story. All right, so Kennedy, welcome. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. I'm glad you reached out because this is a little bit different. This is a little bit exciting. This is not, listeners, this is not what we would call, this is not an RPG book, all right? This is an actual, this is an audio drama where you're going to, from what I know, there's going to be a lot of crossover here. So, but before we really dive into what Clutch is, all right, Kennedy, we'd like to learn a little bit more about our guests. So can you give us a... Who's, who's Kennedy Phillips? Well, Kennedy Phillips is a sound designer by trade, which is a fancy word for banging pots together for money. Uh, I've worked in the film industry since about 2012. Um, unless you want to count... Uh, unless you want to count a brief foray over at uh, Crest Animation working on Alpha and Omega, the, the, the wolf movie seen that on uh, yeah, Amazon Prime. I, I, I worked on that one. That was an experience. Uh, but um, predominantly, uh, I'm known for working on audio dramas, uh, which my biggest one is a fantasy comedy inspired by the works of Terry Pratchett's Discworld called Magus Elgar, which you can listen to online for free, wherever audiobooks are sold, wherever pods are cast right now, if you go to MagusElgar.com. Um, but I'm also a sound designer for animated shows like, uh, has been hotel, hell of a boss, Satina mayhem, um, suspiciously a lot of shows about hell. Okay. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, as well as my own animated shows. Um, I, I've done two animated shorts for Mangus Elgar as well. Yes. Um, but in terms of my RPG, affinity take us all the way back affinity take us all the way back i want to know Uh, like how did you where how did the rpgs get started then well to be perfectly honest it all started at a very young age where i never really got out of wanting to play pretend um when i was a kid i loved telling those kind of stories i loved playing with my friends in the neighborhood and i was always the bad guy uh because i was surprisingly good at it but also because i was the only one that was willing to do it um, so I kind of leaned into it. Like I, I had, I had no problem being the bad guy in those kind of stories, but as time went on, friends stopped playing those kinds of things. And I was like, oh, I, I really miss this. So I started learning how to do improv to entertain my parents when I lived on a sailboat with them. Uh, so when we were out at sea, um, I would do improv with my sister, uh, as we're in these like long legs, uh, sailing around the world. Um, <clears throat> Eventually, when it got to high school, I had heard about Dungeons and Dragons, like only kind of like quiet rumblings on like Dexter's Lab and other things like that, that such a thing existed. Yes. And one of my friends actively discouraged me from playing it because he just slapped a bunch of books in my my lap and said, that's what you need to even start. And then I did it. And uh, my, my, first, my first RPG adventure was by a... A guy who was a proudly self-proclaimed weeaboo, 
and my first RPG was a really terrible rehashing of Ranma One Half. That's incredible. I that was not great, but I did love doing those kinds of adventures. Uh, so I kept at it, and as time went on, I got I got bolder and bolder. I started building set pieces for. Uh, audio files for the players to discover. I started building like log entries and puzzles and I started uh, discovering that with these RPGs, I could practice my voice acting. I could practice my improv. I could practice my writing and I could practice like if a premise for a story is interesting enough to carry because uh, not not all of my um, RPG adventures are just the old oh go to the dungeon and punch the knoll. It's um, I, I have one that's a, a supervillain campaign where the players are dealing with like an alien invasion. I have a Lovecraftian adventure where they're jumping in between films. Um, I have a, uh, one that I'm doing right now is a murder mystery that takes place in Zootopia using, uh, the, the excellent, uh, Lone Digger music video from Caravan Palace. It's like their opening cutscene, and they've been really interested in that. That is like, that's the type of RPG that I personally love. Like that's super niche, like super weird where you have to have these very specific group of players who are like in, but they're in it. Mm-hmm. like that's awesome so i have to ask yeah, you like so I like i what i what i love about that particular adventure is that like the most exciting thing that's happened hasn't been like a fight scene but rather a a dramatic role-playing scenario where a pigeon detective is trying to get these answers out of this pug lawyer at an otter homeowner's society and the otters are like so like uh, worked up about like uh, scandals, like infecting their 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 institution. That like they they keep actively blocking this pigeon from asking this pug questions. It's awesome. So are <laughs> it's you a are, riot. are you doing that then? In are you doing that in Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition? Then are you playing? No, a different I'm system? I'm I, I I toy around with other systems. Like uh, I've got I've got Savage Worlds. I've got Dungeons and Dragons Five E Three Point Five. Uh, and I'm also I've also got a couple of other like less known ones like um, Iron Claw and oddly enough Tales of Equestria, which is a My Little Pony RPG, which I will say right now is a fantastically underrated RPG that teaches kids how to do role playing games in a very positive manner. Like, do not sleep on that. I'm so excited you brought that up because I actually am also a fan of Tales of Equestria because I play with my two daughters and it's, oh, that's it's wonderful. it is it's awesome. It's such a simple such a simple system, but it works really well. Funny enough, uh, if you are a fan of Tales of Equestria, Savage Worlds is is a very similar system. Okay. Like, uh, if you want to, like, make that transition, you could totally do that with, with Savage Worlds. I did not know that, but that is something good to know. Yeah. That's awesome. So I have to ask you then, so you've been doing a lot of RPGs. So, mm-hmm. obviously, Magus Elgar is, I mean, Terry Pratchett, Discworld, we all know that Discworld was such an influence on Dungeons & Dragons. But mm-hmm. how has how would you say that RPGs have influenced your? I'm jumping around a little bit, but that's okay. How would you say that RPGs then have influenced your storytelling in your career as an audio producer and audio drama creator? 
One of the things I really like about RPGs is the fact that you have players that don't that you cannot control. You can build the, the the environment around them, but ultimately it is the players that define where the story ends up going. And I have a lot of players who really think outside of the box as a D, as a DM. I would say um, I, I've played around with uh, players that are are very comfortable following the rails, and a lot of players that are not. And those players that are not allows me to rethink how I want to write certain characters and play against the tropes. Because something I really love doing is playing around with um, playing around with expectations. Uh, you see the story very clearly going in one direction, and so many times I will see a a hard left in a place that I never would have imagined a player would take. And I have to play around that. I have to play on that. Like, okay, what would happen if this, this had taken place? And uh, for Magus Elgar, I kind of wanted to do a relatively safe story to start as like my first foray into being a director for audio dramas. But even then I played around with like some, some expectations as a joke. Like, um, one of the things that, um, gets toyed around with, uh, on my, on my table are those fourth wall breaks, the kind of things where the, the basis of reality gets a little bit, uh, the, the consistency of it kind of gets a little bit syrupy, if you will. Yeah. Um, which is why in Magus Elgar, the narrator is explaining these stories of like, in the world of Hearth, magic is everywhere. And then suddenly someone will like tackle him nice. because he's an actual person in my world. <laughs> and they're like, there's like a dragon here. You need to leave. And the narrator's like, um, I guess I'll do this later. And then just run out of the room. Um, we even have, we, we even like play on, play on that a lot of times where as a narrator, he's like a physical presence in the world and they, they interact with him quite regularly um, for reasons that aren't just like, like fourth wall kind of thing. Like we actually have like an in world explanation for it. And I do that a lot where uh, I, I have like these recurring characters that uh, I love introducing to the players. Cause once they know the character, they immediately like understand where they stand. Uh, one of my favorites is a guy named Nestor Ulovan, who is a interdimensional taxi driver. And he shows up in almost all of my campaigns. Uh, he, he's, he, whenever the players run into him, they know that they can get from one place to the next without having any issues because Nestor Ulovan can be trusted. And the other main feature about him is that he is a miserable human being who is mostly doing these taxi driving jobs back-to-back, end-to-end, as often as he can, because he doesn't want to go home and deal with his absolutely, genuinely awful wife. <laughs> That's I love recurring characters, so it's interesting that you bring them into your recurring characters at the table. RPGs, great. Uh, so I love the idea of recurring characters, like the narrator that you're talking mm -hmm. about in your audio dramas. So I got to ask you then, so we, I think we got an idea of where you're coming from for your audio dramas and your tabletop style. So, but can you give us then the elevator pitch for your latest audio drama, Clutch? 
Clutch, a cobalt story, takes place in the same world as Hearth, but many years in the past, during the Age of Dragons, where dragons ruled the land and was the predominant users of magic. The story follows three kobolds from Clan Fine, you're a clan now, let me sleep, or Clan Fine for short, and focuses on Book the Booker, Nom the Helther, and Strap the Trapper as they travel the world of Hearth to find a new dragon master after they accidentally kill their old one. Oh, incredible. So, all right. So I have so many questions about, I have so many questions about this. All right. You establish a world, but then you also establish a timeline, clans, and then also dragon masters. Okay. So this is, what kind of story would you say that uh, Kobold uh, or Clutch is? Is it, so it sounds, it's, it seems comedic then, right? Yeah, it is, it is very much the same kind of fantasy comedy that you would expect from Megas Elgar. So for Clutch, um, the it's it's very clearly it's it's very it's meant to be a, a fantasy comedy in the same style as Mangus Elgar. Um, we're expanding a little bit on like different actors and like a different way of of doing the storytelling. Um, uh, we we don't have a narrator this time around, so it's it's mostly just going to be focusing on the Cobalts doing their thing. Um, but that's because this is a separate world, a separate series from Megas Elgar. You don't need to know anything about that show to enjoy it. It's just the reason why I wanted it to take place in, in Hearth is because the world is very much a unique and established thing that I've built. Uh, case in point that the, the planet of Hearth is actually banana shaped, uh, and we call it a planetane. Uh, and, puns, uh, puns. All right. <laughs> I like it. I'll get used to it in this show. Uh, and the uh, the the kobolds live with uh, their dragon in uh, a dormant volcano, Mount Krakum, near a desert that has turned to glass because the dragons keep breathing fire in that area. Um, the uh, but yeah, the the dragon that they serve is uh, as they call it the benevolent Gaujin Vor the Crimson. And you didn't bury the lead here. Did they? So no. they kill him, right? Yeah. <sighs> okay. So yeah, I, like he 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 dies in like the first episode. We're not we're not mincing words okay, on that. All right, and so they, fact, like the best part is that we call the first episode "Happy Birthday, Gaujin Vor." <laughs> That's awesome. So then you would say that, so is the arc then, the tale of these kobolds then is, is it finding that dragon master, a new one? Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the journey is them uh, going out, learning how to take care of themselves and finding that dra- that new dragon that can lead them. Okay. So, um, cause sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I don't want to like you, I don't want you to have to spoil anything, but I, I'm just no. so, I want to know then is What's with the kobold's dependency on this dragon, then? Well, it's actually considered tradition in both RPGs and our world that uh, kobolds have a tendency to worship dragons. They, they usually look up to dragons. They, they want to have everything to do with dragons. In Dungeons & Dragons, it's more of like uh, them being able to get closer to their draconic roots by, by caring for a dragon, as indicated from the Draconomicon. Uh, from an old book that I have in my collection. Um, but in my setting, a lot of it is that the kobolds feel like this is just like a thing they do. This is something that is 
hardwired in them that they want to seek a dragon and dedicate themselves to their service. But the big thing about it is that, like, all the kobold clans are kind of dorks, and they they keep, like, fawning over the dragon, and some of the dragons enjoy the worship, but other dragons are like, ah, just, just, just please sit still for, like, five minutes, because it's like having a... It's like having a fan base of, of like, four-year-olds who want all of your time, all the time, and there's nothing you can do to get away from it. And sometimes the dragon just wants to be left alone. Yeah, it's like being a parent. I relate. Okay, so then what kind of, what sort of stories are you going to try to tell with Clutch that you haven't really got to tell with Magus Elgar? A big thing about Magus Elgar is that the plot in that story is very focused on a anomaly that has plagued the setting. Because um, in Magus Elgar, it's about two magic casters and two scientists who are trying to fix magical anomalies they accidentally caused, called Scientific Tools Augmented with Magical Power, or STAMPS for short. Um, and... Because they're spending so much time chasing after these stamps, uh, their organization is called Mail, by the way, because we couldn't resist that jo joke. Um, we don't really have many opportunities to explore other sides of Hearth, namely the, the people who don't do magic and the settings where magic casters aren't as frequent. Um, especially back in the past before, like, Magi managed to hit the scene in Hearth, because... Uh, Back in the day, magic was such a rarity among uh, non-dragons that when one showed up, it was like a big deal. We do have like one or two uh, casters, but we also wanted the opportunity to introduce a, a few settings and themes that we might be able to tackle in Season 2, but kind of on a, a much lighter scale here. Um, for example, uh, one particular feature about Hearth that we didn't get to explore very often was called Emotospheres. Uh, we tackled it briefly in one episode, but an Emotosphere is basically a a, land, a, a biosphere uh, on Hearth that has been affected by emotional energies. Um, these spectral entities called the Elements uh, affect everything in Hearth, and it's kind of their laws of physics and laws of nature. Um, and emotospheres are when these elements take their emotional energies and imprint it on the land. Kind of like how if you're growing up and you have like a stuffed animal and you put like a lot of love into it, it leaves behind an emotional mark in some way or another, whether to you or to other people when they like hold it. It's like, wow, I can actually feel how much you love this thing. Yeah. Um, so we took that to its logical extreme and we have an emotosphere for like, uh, melancholy called the doldrums where people that go there they kind of get bummed out and they kind of lose a lot of energy and get kind of depressed but they also make they, that that energy also like makes physical manifestations on like the trees and the rocks and it the 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 byproduct of it called glum kind of spreads really well on crackers um, but we also have other places like the glee winds which is everyone's happy all the time and they have like a theme park there uh there's uh zandahar a place that is full of such um, rage and anger that the elements are still trying to wipe that place off the face of the planetane. 
And uh, one other place that we're going to be toying around with is the Umtings, which is a place of introspection where uh, fortune tellers and soothsayers tend to go there because it's a great place to be able to get predictions in the future. Nice. So this is so this is there's a lot of cool world building here. All right. So the I have to ask you then. So a lot of our listeners, they are actual play podcast listeners. They listen to a lot of RPGs, uh, whether on or watch them on YouTube or Twitch. Mm -hmm. So how does how does something like Clutch then or in an audio drama, how does that really differ then from a really, really well produced actual play? Well, the key difference is production value. Um, in live play podcasts, they'll, they'll usually have like maybe one or two sound effects going on and you'll have excellent improv for the characters. But for an audio drama, um, they it, it plays a, off much like a traditional film or television show, but audio only. The nice thing about it is that you can listen to it while you're driving or you know, in the same kind of environments that you listen to a live play podcast, and it's also cheaper. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> um, I, I can make an entire season of an audio drama that's like five or six hours for the same price that I could do a really, really, really cheap, low-budget uh, uh, found footage horror film in my backyard uh, on camera um uh, so you get a lot more going for it but with with audio dramas um if you listen to clutch a cobalt story it's the same kind of feeling that you might get when you're listening to like some really excellent um uh performers who are who are in a tabletop adventure but where all the dice rolls are just baked into the 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 setting where everything that happens to them has already been like written out and planned out and uh, a lot of the stuff that they end up doing is the kind of thing that you would expect in a typical like tabletop rpg adventure if all of them were kobolds yes i mean you've got yeah I'm, I'm just imagining like what it would be like as a dungeon master running a table of players who are just playing kobolds yeah about that um so the reason why this show exists in the first place is um i i went to go fly to florida to take care of my father after he got some like really intense spinal surgery and when i came back all of my roommates were yapping and screeching and squawking and, and making a bunch of crazy noises and i look at all of them like what are you doing and they all look at me and they go we're playing kobolds we're doing a kobold only adventure and i sat there like how dare you not do this without me? <laughs> or how dare you do this without me? <laughs> but I, I, I sat down at the table and I just listened to them just, just riff on one another and their improv is so good that I said to myself, I want to have an entire adventure of this. I, and I ended up making a audio drama that I pitched to the BBC and they, they love the premise, but BBC is a little bit more, um, the their 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 adventures are a little bit more along the lines of uh, the Downey and Flattenshire. Uh, I'm the, very the kind familiar. Of, like I'm situational very, comedies. Also, I'm very familiar with my BBC Doctor Who uh, audio dramas, <laughs> so I get it. Yeah. No, like I, I I do love like the 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 work that BBC does, and uh, 
for the longest time, I really did want to work with BBC and maybe one day I'll get the opportunity to, but they, they have a very, um, specific procedure on doing those kinds of things. And they, they usually don't pick on sign on just anybody. So I got to say something then I, I typically don't do like uh, talk about other stuff, but you talked about a game with Kobolds. Have you ever heard of the game Kobolds ate my baby? I've never heard of so that. So I actually have a copy sitting right in front of me. All right. It's a game. Kobolds eat, ate my baby. You basically, you it's an improv game. It's called a beer and pretzels game. And I, I, you will be somebody <laughs> who will absolutely love this. You should look it up. Yeah, it's an absolute hoot at the table. People get to yell stuff. There's oh, kings. It's it's meant to be played with your friends. Super silly. And I've got to play this game. And that's why it's just kobolds can just be so chaotic. But there's just something fun loving about them at the end of the day. That's just so engaging. I love it. What I love about kobolds is their way of thinking is so different from most things in Dungeons and Dragons. When it comes to like like goblins and and trolls and all those typical enemies that you end up dealing with in a in a very basic starting campaign, the the monsters they're they're very clear on what they what they're about, but with kobolds you can toy in either direction. You can make them like mur- murder goblins or you can make them like this bizarrely competent society of trap builders if you wanted to because they 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 have such a varied uh they have such a versatility to them one of the things that we we wanted to establish as like our our rule of thumb before we started writing everything was uh what we call what we affectionately called cobalt brain okay and that is that the cobalts never express any kind of um, maliciousness towards anything else. If they do, it's because they don't understand or because it's not something they consider to be a problem. Um, so the kobolds, they, they rarely say anything mean to one another in our show, but it's it, like if they, if they end up like uh, landing a really mean riff or mean insult, the other kobold is just completely oblivious to it it's all just miss it's all just a series of misunderstandings yeah <laughs> that's awesome so i guess so one of the, so obviously we got to talk about the the main thing here all right so how are people going to be able to get uh clutch a cobalt story well in order for clutch a cobalt story to get made we're working on presenting a kickstarter to uh the group to everybody um, our Kickstarter goal is around 18000 because we already have a private investor who's helping us pay for a little under half of our, our budget. Um, very generously, though. Um, with our Kickstarter, we'll be able to make six episodes, about 30 minutes in length. So that'll be about a three-hour show. And we're going to have a full cast of characters, full sound design on the same level as Magus Elgar. And we're going to be working with uh, Melody, Gun, uh, Melody Gun Group as our sound design production house. And uh, Network Nexus is our, uh, our support uh, casting and design uh, company. Uh, I'm going to be the, the director, writer, and lead sound, su- uh, lead sound supervisor. 
and I'm going to have like really talented sound designers. I'm going to have really talented actors. Um, you may actually know uh, a few of them uh, if you uh, are watching a lot of animations in general. Yeah. Uh, for example, Strap uh, is played by Michael Kovac, who uh, plays Angel Dust in, in Hell of a Boss. And if you watch anim- or sorry, in Has Been Hotel, and if you watch uh, anime, he is also the dragon in Dragon Goes House Hunting. Nice. I actually haven't watched Dragon Goes House Hunting, but that sounds incredible. Watch a lot of anime. It's really though, cute. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's so then I guess then. So coming to Kickstarter, what's the what are you? Is it the people who back it? Those are the people who get access then to Clutch? No, what we're planning on doing is um, I'm planning on releasing the show for free eventually. Um, but what I want to do is for those who sign on with us, well, first off, we give them early access to the show and they can listen to, to it as well as like any extras that we, we come up with. Uh, we also have a lot of other incentives for people who want to help us make our show because it wouldn't exist without you guys. Um, if you're only really interested in like the digital side of things, um, our very, like our first like big reward package is uh, you get early access. Um, you get a free one month subscription to the fantasy network, which is a, uh, a website that has uh, lots of fantasy and RPG uh, films, such as the gamers uh, like darkness rising is one of my favorites. And I always present it to people to, who are wanting to go into tabletop adventures for the first time, but never really had experience with it. Um, we're also offering, uh, kobold RPG character sheets. So if you want to play as the kobolds in, in a RPG of your own, um, one of my colleagues, uh, is a very excellent, um, uh, balancer for like homebrew systems. And he's going to actually build like a custom clan for clan fine that you could build as like a variant race for the kobolds, uh, as well as character sheets of all the kobolds. Um, as how they would be portrayed in our setting. I'm going to just spoil a little bit about it. Their character sheets are not great. <laughs> oh, I, it's okay. I feel like there's, you don't have to always play the optimized character. There's fun in being a flawed character. Yeah. Um, like for, for other, for other, uh, digital rewards, we're going to be offering the soundtrack, um, which will be great for your RPG adventures because uh, they will be designed for the yield fantasy kind of thing. Um, we'll offer a selection of uh, custom recordings from the Kobolds and also private screenings of each of the episodes. Um, uh, on the physical side, we're offering uh, custom wooden USB drives with the insignia of the, the Clutch Clan uh, on it, as well as like a bunch of uh, bonus content, like bloopers and little behind the scenes vignettes. Uh, I, I'm offering to uh, certain groups that if they want to do sound design for for their product for their shows, like if they want to make an audio drama, or if you want to make audio files to catch the attention of people on your RPG table and make uh, recordings a la Bioshock, uh, I'm offering live sound design sessions to like teach you how to do those things. It's awesome. I feel like that alone is, I, there's so many, there's so many actual play podcasts and tabletop RPG podcasts now who are trying to tell a story that there's, there's some good ones, but I feel like a lot of people, if they could just get a little bit of, you know, just some advice, it, it would take mm-hmm. them so much further. 
Yeah, uh, we also have um, a first, a first come, first serve uh, select uh, slot where um, you can become a kobold parent. Where not only will you get to participate in a Walla session where you get to play as the kobolds of Clan Fine, uh, directed by me and done remotely, you'd have to have a good microphone for it, um, but you will also get the opportunity to be drawn as your very own kobold in Clan Fine by our artist, who is wicked talented. And if you look at any of the artwork from Clutch of Kobold Story, it's all like really gorgeous, really high quality work. All the art uh, that you all have is like, it's it's awesome. Like you go to your all's, you go to the web, the website, the Magus for Magus Elgar. It's, it'd be, it's pro. Y'all are pro. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the last two slots that we have for like the, the tiers, um, you could be a Cobalt hero, and that one's limited to just three backers because uh, whoever ends up signing on with it, they'll not only will they get like the to be drawn as a Cobalt and take part in the Cobalt session, but they will get a uh, they'll get a script signed by me and the cast. Uh, they'll get a the opportunity to voice act a named character in the show, and uh, they will get the opportunity to take part in a live streamed RPG with our Kobolds. Sounds cool. Because fun fact, um, our lead uh, our lead actor has never played RPGs before, and as part of a promotional event. In the next week or two, we're going to be doing a session introducing him to role playing games. That's awesome. That's always it's always fun to see the see somebody's first time. Their minds get yeah. their minds get blown. And the last the last tier that we have is the, if you want to be a dragon, where um, for a ludicrous amount of money, we will write and create a special two to three minute skit in the middle of an episode, like an ad break. Uh, you can make it either as a commercial, uh, advertising, whatever it is that you want to advertise. Like it could be your RPG show, it could be your podcast, it could be a product that you sell, or it doesn't even have to be that. You could be like, write a story about a bunch of kobolds having an argument with a bird, and we'll do that. <laughs> that, that. I want somebody to just back it and just do the most ridiculous, the re most ridiculous thing ever. That'd be awesome. We've already had um, one uh, company already like pick up one of them early on because they're like very close to us and they're helping us with the promotion. Uh, Panda Cult Games, which are the guys that made the absolutely excellent uh, Wander uh, tabletop like board game, as well as the Shovel Knight board game. Okay, gotcha. It's cool. So yeah. I mean, you. It sounds like you all have a lot. This is it sounds like a lot of stuff is going on then with the clutch yeah. with the clutch um, Kickstarter. But uh, if 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 you feel that like uh, being part of Clan Fine is a little too expensive, but you still need a reason to come uh, first come first serve, like within the first couple of days, we're offering uh, the special collector's pins of Strap the Trapper um, on day one, made by Wizard Pins. Uh, and if uh, if we end up hitting one or two of our, if we end up hitting like some of our stretch goals, we actually have pins of all of the Kobolds and Gaujinbor the Crimson uh, designed and ready to go. Um, but we do need to get ourselves to a certain point to be able to do that. We've got a lot of ideas for like really fun stretch goals, like we're going to be doing more episodes. Um, 
We have an idea for a plushie prototype that we'll be able to offer of Strap. And uh, if we go really successful, um, we're going to have an animated short about the Kobolds uh, made by uh, Ashley Nichols and her team who are currently working on Farfetched. Okay. Uh, which is a animated show that I'm working on about um, cryptids. Okay, interesting. <laughs> so I have to. So I mean, it, there's also there's there's one thing that I may not know all the audio drama people, but I do know tabletop RPG fans, and if there's one thing that they love, it is stuff. So pins and plushies are going to go a long way. So so then Kennedy, I have to ask you then as we go to wrap up, is there? We've talked about a lot of stuff, but if there's one thing that you would have to leave our listeners with about Clutch, a Cobalt story, what would it be? This is it. This is your last chance to convince us. I'm going to tell you a little bit about one of the Cobalts. Okay. Um, one of the Cobalts that the that Clan Fine runs into as they, they travel on their adventures is a a clan of kobolds who define how old and who is the elder of their of their clan by how many teeth they have. Um, not by how many teeth that are in their mouth, but how many teeth they have in their collection, like oh. how many teeth have fallen out. And uh, the elder of this clan is Elder Tufus, who is, by their kobolds' uh, records, a billion million fulfilling <laughs> years old. He is a kobold that is covered in teeth, and as soon as he walks up, the first thing that he says is, Hello! Give me your teeth! Terrifying. <laughs> I don't like teeth, so that's terrifying, but it's, 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 that's, oh, that's funny. This, this is the kind of thing that you'd be dealing with in, in this show, is just kobolds that have, that are just wildly oh. out there, but oh. also yeah, very fun to listen to. It's awesome. So, listeners, if you've ever wanted to know more about kobold culture, this is your chance to do so. So, uh, yeah, definitely go check out Clutch a Kobold Story. We will include all the show notes and the links that you will need to find this Kickstarter. But, Kennedy, I got to ask you then, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Well, you can find me at kennedyphillips.org if you want to, like, contact me directly about sound work or if you want me to be a dm in your campaigns or whatever <laughs> um but you can also find me on twitter at magus serling um that's m-a-g-u-s-s-e-r-l-i-n-g uh you can you can find a lot of little factoids about sound design things i'm working on or listen to me talk about rpgs or games or animation or just sound thingies i mean right now i'm i'm talking a lot about clutch but that's because i'm very excited about this project i'm really i'm really hopeful that we'll get it off the ground so that we can present this story um because if this does work out we might be able to do more shows in this manner awesome perfect well folks definitely go definitely go follow kennedy and do not please check out clutch it sounds awesome i'm excited to have something a little bit it's rpg adjacent this is like a this is a, a gaping hole in the rpg community that i think needs filled so this is super super cool so folks uh uh as always oh first kendy once again thank you so much for thank you so much thank for, you so much for having me yeah no this is fun i love talking with cool people so uh folks don't forget uh this is tom and as always if you're having fun you're doing it right.
Thanks, everyone. Farewell. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize. But there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.